Can you enjoy your rights? Don't you try to come easy or shoot a flock again? Whatever you feel it ain't easy, it's the price to me. Welcome to the walk the farm, wrong community. If you're 17, 24, push it 82. Come along and join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the walk the farm, wrong community. Welcome to the walk the farm, wrong community. So, I'd just like to go on record that if this is the first time you've listened to the What The Fart Like podcast, maybe you've come across us on social media, uh, maybe you're a friend of, of our guest today, uh, Dr. David Chung, um, and this could be the first minute of this podcast you've ever listened to. If you don't understand the context of what Statman John is and the absolute clusterfuck that's just happened, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for letting the minute go by and persevering. Uh, it doesn't get better. I'm sorry. I'd have to warn you. Um, but uh, but we're glad that you've uh, that you've stuck it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 9, Episode 4 of the What the Fartlet podcast. My name is Rob. And I am Matt. And we really, Matt, need to come up with something for Statman John to do because this is taking the piss now with him going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we could do the park run uh, updates and stuff like he used to do when we, when we had time time to uh, all get together in, at the same time at the, <laughs> during the week. We yeah, they, they were they were good times, weren't they? They were good times. Yeah. But in the meantime, you just got to settle for him singing whatever that was. Mm. I think it was our theme song, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, we've got an action-packed show today, guys. We're going to get straight into it. I do just want to take a, a moment. <laughs> Uh, out of the uh, the recording today just to say a huge huge thank you uh, on behalf of myself and of Sammy I of course wasn't here last week um, it's become somewhat public knowledge so a lot of you will know um, that the reason we weren't here is because sadly my father-in-law Sammy's dad uh, Graham passed away uh, after a short but very aggressive um, uh, battle with throat cancer uh, that happened on Wednesday so we were a little bit uh, worse for wear, but my incredible team um, uh, took over and uh, guys put together an absolutely awesome episode, I've got to say. Uh, I felt like I wasn't needed. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, it kept me going in a sleepless night. Um, uh, but more importantly, but as importantly, I want to say a huge thank you to everybody from the Fartlek family who sent us messages, well wishes, um, who just checked in, are still checking in now a week later. Um, it's an incredibly tough time, but we're very, very happy to have you all. We see you. We appreciate you uh, on behalf of all of us um, uh, in, in our family. Thank you very much. And, and just a quick one from me. If you are uh, lucky enough to still have your mum and or dad around, it might be worth just just dropping them a quick text and uh, making sure they know how much you appreciate them. Because I think as children, we're all a little bit guilty of maybe not doing that sometimes and you never know um, when that opportunity might not be there anymore so that's just a little humble request from me um matt yes mate well done last week buddy hey in the big chair i know yeah i, I thought i thought i thought i did all right it wasn't too bad and we had a bit of helping hand from from jp i um, mean let's let's face it he carried you through the entire thing didn't he i thought we bounced off each other pretty well the the, the keith the keith came good it was like you were back at the top of Pendlehill, wasn't it, mate? It was, yes, yeah. We can't talk about that anymore, though, can we? 
you're going to though. We've already recorded the next segment. You talk about it loads. <laughs> um, uh, the, the man, the man in question though, he's back behind the editing desk today, but he's lurking ominously in the background as always. Mr. John Pickup, say how are we doing today, sir? Yeah, very well. Yeah, very well. Really nice words from you there, mate. Um, and you know, um, yeah, we we've got you, which is which is always important. Um, and then just trying to lighten the mood a little bit. I do feel like I'm some kind of accomplice to Statman John these days because mm. this is all staying in what he's just done. So um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. You could you could at any point just not put it in the edit, couldn't you? But you're going to, and you continue Absolutely. to, um, because you're impressionable. Uh, but fine just leave him to it it makes him happy um uh matty what's on the show today uh another pack week as always how's your week in running uh i've done a little bit of running this week uh as have you uh an awesome chat with Bartlett family member uh original cast member uh david chung um ben are also back telling us their part run travels uh and also the update on week two uh, of round one of the part run cup uh, we've got a, a huge roll call, for mainly on Pendle, uh, and then the thank yous at the end. Ooh, thank you. But that's not all we've got coming today, Matty. Right. Uh, I've got something else. Right, OK. And I'd like to share it with the group, if possible. JP, you can be involved in this. So do, you, are you, are you, do, you, do you want to just uh, jump off mute and uh, and, and get, get engaged? Um, Absolutely. So... What you may have forgotten about, Matt, because we've had a, a topsy-turvy couple of weeks, of course, and we were in autopilot a little bit with you guys, stepping up at the last minute and putting some content together. What you may have forgotten about is about two weeks ago, uh, Matt sent me a series of voice notes. Um, ah. I, yeah, ah, never mind. Ah. <laughs> um, there is an explicit warning on this week's episode of the podcast, and you're about to find out why in the course of the next three to four minutes. Um, uh, Matt is about to launch on something of a tirade. Um, I'm just going to give you a bit of context. Uh, in lockdown, uh, there was a Strava segment that me and another member of my old running club were battling back and forwards uh, about trying to be the king of the mountain to record the faster time on the segment. Uh, he got to a stage of, he got to a time that I was never, ever going to topple over. So I just got bitter and sulked about it for six months. Then I met Matt, and because Matt's Matt, he decided that he was going to take it upon himself to beat that time. Uh, he did, and he was king of the mountain for just over two years on that segment. Yeah. Um, until something happened. Now, we're going to try something a little bit new here, JP. We're not going to use your amazing editing techniques. I'm going to stick my phone next to the camera, next to the microphone, sorry, and we're going to see whether or not the sound quality is good enough. If, it, if it's not good enough, it might be that you cut all this out and just layer it on in a cut segment. But we'll see how we go, all right? If, if I remember right, there were a fair few swears in this. That's an understatement, Matthew. That is an understatement. Oh, do, do we need a trigger warning on this one, then? We yeah, oh, yeah. Offended. I mean, if, if you do not like listening to Matt drop F and C bombs... Oh, Matthew. <laughs> With alarming <laughs> regularity, then just scrub through the next 10 minutes or so of this I'm, podcast. I'm a, it's funny, I got, I got called out on the group for putting a clean warning on one where we, uh, I think, Statman John used the F-bomb once. So yeah, there's definitely yeah. an explicit warning going on this week. Yes, um, and we definitely need to tell some members who might not like the slightly spicier language to just move on along. But if you do like hearing a little Ewok absolutely melt down... <laughs> These next five minutes are for you. Are we ready, gentlemen? <laughs> no. Yes, 
Strava. Uh, that segment that you uh, asked me to take off that kid that kept taking it, uh, the Fox to Gypsy Queen uh, segment, yeah, it's been taken. Um, yeah, uh, he beat me by 34 seconds, which kind of started ringing alarm bells. Uh, so obviously I... Uh, I, I, I went into the uh, into the run and clicked on the, the, the entire run and it's been it was in the middle of a 26 mile run no I'm not being funny but I don't think Kipchoge is fucking <laughs> <running today. laughs> that's the first one I, I sent alarm bells ringing a little bit um, so yeah I went and checked, checked the run and uh, and zoomed into certain areas of this run he's run like all the way over to Hillsborough he's run to Crystal Peaks uh, he's run pretty much everywhere uh, and I've zoomed into the Crystal Peaks areas and during the run he's had a leisurely stroll around uh, around Crystal Peaks <laughs> it's in a bit of shopping shopping shopping, 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 shopping. Hillsborough <laughs> I don't know what's happened a bit odd isn't it <laughs> I thought the same now being an ex-bus driver yeah Inside a knowledge a, in the know. Like where bus routes go. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what's coming, don't you? This is Betsy's giving me. Bastard has fucking downloaded Strava, and he's mapping his fucking day <laughs> to fucking gymnastics at Ulbra, and his shopping trips in fucking Crystal <laughs> and that's being took from a cunt on a fucking bus. <laughs> even named the fucking Strava fucking run thing that he's done 1A one fucking A fucking run I'm not proud I'm not proud of myself people out there now like me that are getting fucking Strava segments by a fucking bus <laughs> how do I complain I'm going full bed on this how do I complain how do I sort it out because this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> um so Matt I'm not. I'm not oh, proud. I'm not dear. proud of myself. I'm Can proud. I just return back to the start where um, he said when you asked me to take that Strava segment off that kid? Yeah. Piss off, Matt. As soon as you heard about that, you were balls deep in it. You wanted that segment <laughs> straight away. It, yeah, because because what he wanted to do was not only prove it was faster than the other guy, but that he was much faster than me. Yeah, you're not faster than Buster, <laughs> though, are you, man? I was, I was, I was, I was peacocking is what I'm doing. You're peacocking. Um, <laughs> and it's Strava tra- can be used for good stuff. I've seen a lot of people using Strava and creating segments for the podcast and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It can be used as a force for good and stuff, but that that oh, that idiot is... Right, well, well, that, that wasn't the end of your rant, was it, Matt? Because, very, right, can I just point out as well, I didn't engage him in conversation. I just sent a laughy emoticon reply <laughs> but that that apparently didn't pacify him because then this happened it's not just one run at all I've gone, his fucking, I've gone into his activities all his activities are bus routes <laughs> all his activities are bus routes and fucking tram routes yellow route <laughs> <laughs> purple route he's taking dick <laughs> oh Matty are you alright <sighs> Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's took me crown. I don't like it. Right. It, okay. It's quite funny. I, I think Gary Ludwin knows what to do now. So there's going to be some uh, boom orange carrot one air um, <laughs> segment <laughs> set up. Purple route. Um, oh, and then, um, and then, eleven minutes went by, 
What were you doing in that 11 minutes, Matt? Trying to figure out how to bloody cancel his run and complain and send an email <laughs> through straw. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll find what you were doing was just continuing to wind yourself up by looking at this guy's Strava, because there was a third voice note that was sent, ladies and gentlemen. And let me just finish the story off by playing it for you now. I can't let it go. I can't, <laughs> I can't let it go. I'm, look, I'm going on his profile now. He started in October, right, with a nice little lunch walk in Westminster, London. Hang on. Where's Westminster? Where's Westminster? No, I'm, 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 I'm at Westminster. Just calm down, Matt. Or yeah, I, 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 I rate, I were upset, you know. You went, <laughs> you went on the eye as well, did you? Right, carry on. And you just stayed out in Westminster. Huh? <laughs> you did. You said it again twice, you know that. Right, sorry, I'm playing it. The next one, October. A nice four-mile walk in Islington, yeah? Camden Town, Holloway. Nice little four-mile walk, yeah? So all above board. And just <laughs> a nice little walk in Serpentine, where's this? Where's this one? Where's this one? Oh, Hyde Park. Yes, Hyde Park. A nice little walk in Hyde Park. That's a lovely little three-mile walk. Everything's above board there. And then he comes to January the 13th in Gleedless. Drinks after work. Who names a run at drinks after work? He's <laughs> <laughs> clearly caught the bus. The run- Oh, sorry. After gymnastics, one eight. Work sixteenth at first, twenty twenty three. Work sixteenth at first, twenty twenty three. One B. Name this one. Sherwood family. Take <laughs> piss. Mum's anniversary. Work. Work. Gymnastics. Work. 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 This guy's busy, isn't he? <clears throat> This kid you just stop going to fucking work. Bloody K- 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 KOMs or whatever you call them, crowns. Achieve look at the achievements he's got. No. I'm going to get a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I, I had a cup of tea and I calmed myself down. It's just, it's just a segment, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. It means absolutely nothing. It's Fugazi, man. It's nothing. Oh, cut to Matt getting in his car tomorrow and driving and getting his crown <laughs> With his arm hanging out the window. Uh, it happened it happened again, though, the other day as well. Uh, but that's been that's been squashed. I think the person that did it has deleted the segment, so uh, it's... It, yeah. Order's, yeah, because, be, order's yeah, been resumed. Yeah, because you found where they started the run and went round the ramps. Yeah. <laughs> You're the reason there's privacy settings on Strava. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you absolute knobhead. Um, it is a good business venture, though. Right? Oh, bus routes. What, is, you know, like a, yeah. Who's got the fastest bus route in the UK? Fastest bus route in the UK? There you go. Yeah. Hey, Matt, tell, tell your story about how mad you got because you had to pay on the bus the other week. <laughs> yeah, I was coming to your house, weren't I? And uh, previous, previous weeks I've been catching bus and uh, I've uh, had old friends let me on. And this particular guy, I'd not met him before and uh, he, he, made, he charged me the bell end. 
I mean, you're allowed to say it. You're completely unjustified that a man did his job. When did you when did you stop working on the buses? Two years ago. And it cost you what? Two pounds. Yeah, two two whole English pounds. And why did it cost you two pounds, Matt? Because what did you do when he asked you how old Isaac was? Um, I might have lied. <laughs> you might have lied to get Isaac on for free. So basically, you're the villain in this story. Don't think I've had enough from old Strava boy. You Good do old it 180 yourself. Right? From what? From from Yellow Root, Steve. <laughs> um, you do it to yourself, mate. You deserve it. <laughs> Thanks. Let's move on. How's your week been? I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I've done a bit of run- done a bit of running. Have you uh, now? Go yes. ahead, Bobby. I uh, I did part run, believe it or not. That's uh, three for the year. Rolling on the street lifts. <laughs> yeah, and I ran. I've I've done a five mile run as well, with no no issues, no pain, and I ran slow. After your uh, your talk uh, a few weeks ago about uh, about slow running, I took it on board with my injury as well, and uh, and uh, yeah, ran ran slow. So uh, yeah, Mate. enjoyed it. No niggles, no pains. I've done some uh, strength work with the uh, with the bands. Got the bands out last night. Uh, did some squats and some uh, dynamic work and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Oasis, Things the them. Beatles, the Killers. What? Then you got the bands out. Oh Jesus Sorry. Christ! Sorry. <laughs> Wish Chuckle Brothers are back. <laughs> Um, yeah, good. so I've, I've, well I've had a good time. Yeah. I've, I've been back out and uh, enjoying enjoying the fresh air. Uh, so yes, things are looking up. The Manchester uh, Dream lives. It does. No, no, I'm definitely not going for PB. I'm not. No, going for no, any, I mean just start line. Yeah, start. That'll do me. That'll do me this year. And then strength work throughout like the the rest of the year, and hopefully maybe do a, an autumn marathon, uh, a, a speed one, speedy one, and we'll see see how things go, mate. How about you? How's your week been? How's your running been going uh well uh, obviously personal life has not been particularly good no um mm-hmm. but the one thing that has been quite good and it's been a couple of weeks since i spoke to you of course i wasn't here last week um is that running hasn't fallen over because of it um which has been good it's been it's been a nice release from um mm-hmm. some of the stress that's been going on so yeah I'm, I'm i'm bang on plan man i um uh i'm up to uh, oh, uh, JP, Ben and I, uh, they talked about it last week, but uh, I, of course, we did 15 and a half miles on Sunday, including the, on Saturday, sorry, before his birthday party. That was great. And then I followed that up with another 15 miles this Sunday, just gone. I've been doing my speed work, hitting some good times. I ran sub 22 at Parkrun for the first time in over a year yesterday. Um, it's going pretty well, man. Uh, strength, though, you've, you've, you've triggered something in me. I'm like, if Matt can do it, then I've got no excuses. Um, I, I'm neglecting the strength work. I'm using my strength and conditioning days as just an extra rest day at the moment. So um, I need to get I need to get the bands out to coin a phrase and and crack on with that. But yeah, at the minute, what are we six six weeks in? Um, good chunk of time to go left yet, and those those miles are going to get longer and harder as the weeks go on. But uh, been out for a little recovery run today, the day after my long run, six miles. Felt tired but good. Um, yeah. It's going good, man. It's going good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm at Wrexham Half last minute entry. If anyone's going to be there, uh, I'm going with Ben and Emma and some of the team witness lot um, on Sunday. That'll be fun. And uh, yeah, just just enjoying running. Finding it cathartic at the moment, man. Finding it to be a, a, a really pleasant release from 
um, real life, which is which yeah. is good. It's what it's what it's one of the reasons it should be there for you. I think so. It's good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the the reason I got them bands out last night, I was just sat watching the bloody telly, thinking, I'm just sat here just doing nothing. What? Mm-hmm. It's it's so easy just to pick them up and do it. It's just you just can't be asked to do it, can you? But I I, I, I forced myself. I, I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and got out of the chair while I was watching a bloody Love Island because I can't watch that crap. Uh, and I started prancing around the living room with bands around my ankles. Yeah, uh, while she's telling you to get out of the way of the telly. <laughs> yeah, my glutes were on, the, you know, the little dynamic movements you do, stepping with the bands on. Like, my glutes were on fire after half an hour. Yeah, they will be. When you do the minuscule amount of strength and conditioning we do, they will. Doms, yeah. will, doms will come and bite you, won't they? But, uh, mm. but no, well done, mate. No, genuinely, I know I take the piss a lot, but good for you. Keep Keep it up. You know yes. that it's something that you need to do because you've had these injuries. So keep going and and smash it next time. Next time the chance comes around from a race perspective. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. The comeback's bigger than the setback. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Exactly that. Um. Good. Good. Uh, JP, keep us honest, man, because we've just been waffling a little <laughs> bit, and and the Matt Strava rants throw me right off our normal structure. Have we ticked all the boxes for opening segment? Uh, I think so. I, I think it's worth a, a doff of the cap to the Pendle guys, though, just very quickly. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll cover it in roll call, but yeah, I think yeah, uh, I, I spent my Saturday. Spe- one. Yeah, I spent my Saturday going and being support crew this time rather than running it. So um, yeah, you know, just just a special mention to to the three that uh, for my little family that did it. So Lou smashed out the thirty miles. Um, I, I didn't actually see her because she was she set off at a different point. Um, but then Paul and Neil. You know the the new band, the brothers. They uh they got each other through it, and uh, and fair play to them. Absolutely smashed it. It's a horrible, horrible day, isn't it? And a, and an awful route. Um, yeah, yeah. Even when the weather's a little bit, you know, we've been joking that it wasn't wasn't as bad as last year. But even you know, with it being a little bit milder, just the the relentless terrain, the ups, the downs. You know, it's just horrific. So um, anyone thinking of doing it next year. Um, don't. Good luck to you. Don't. But, yeah, my advice is don't. Shit. <laughs> Absolutely nothing positive about it, is there? Um, okay, so with that being said, I think let's get over to the main event. Let's go and chat to our guest, Fartlek Family OG, Dr. David Chung. Amazing guy. Um, part of the Fartlek family since day dot. Uh, love him to bits. Really cool dude. Great running story. We've got... <clears throat> Chasing six stars to talk about. We've got overcoming illness and adversity to talk about. We've got a relationship with social media to talk about. It's eye-opening. It's honest. It's great. You'll love it. We love him. Thank you for doing it, David. And let's get over to it. JP, roll that audio. Here we go, gang. Episode four of series nine. And I know what you're thinking. How are we going to top the three amazing guests that we've had so far this season? Well, as always, when we need a safe bet, we turn to family. My guest today has a long and storied history of running since he started over 20 years ago. We're going to embark on a whistle-stop tour through that journey, which has taken him well along the way to being a six-star finisher on fundraising adventures, battles with his own health, and forging a positive and productive presence on social media. A little for you there. Most importantly, he is one of our own, an absolute stalwart of the Fartlek family and part of our gang since pretty much the beginning. Also, he's one of the actual, the few actual proper grown-ups in the group, which, you know, is always useful. He's one of my absolute favourites and I cannot wait to share his story with you a little bit more. Please join me in welcoming the excellent Dr. David Chung, paging Dr. Chung. Are you there? <laughs> Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, thank you, sir. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. you. You'll be pleased to sit here that as a GP, we don't get paged anymore, only when we're in hospital. So uh, fortunately, we don't have that uh, interruptions anymore in our lives. But uh, I'm <laughs> responding to you now. There we go. Well, in 2023, I think page is probably the worst way to try and get in touch with somebody. Um, how's your day been, sir? Um, been out for a run? I have been for a run. So I did a three mile, just uh, an easy run because uh, I'm training for Manchester, like a lot of mm. us are doing from the uh, family. Wonderful. And I'm sure we're going to get onto that uh, in a while as well. It's going to be a big meal, big party fight like family there. Um Let's let's go back to start. You know how we start this, sir. You've you've listened to one or two of these. Um, we're going to spend the next half an hour or so talking all about you. We're going to walk chronologically through your running journey, but every sure. story has to have a beginning. Talk to me about your formative years. How did you get into running? So I would describe myself as someone at school who was particularly unsporty and um, probably someone who was never really picked. Uh, until the last in terms of team sports, um, a, a bit overweight and probably a little bit shy at school. Um, and it wasn't really until I got to university um, and after university that uh, some of my friends from university did a race called the Kingston 8, which is in, in uh, Kingston and uh, eight miles. And like a lot of my running at the beginning, didn't do any training at all. So it was eight miles and Surprisingly, I didn't die at the end of it. And that was really my first um, race back in 2002. So I've been running nearly over 20 years. Um, and then after that, I managed to get a place for the Great North Run in uh, 2007. And it was a, an amazing experience. Um, I'm sure for those people who've done the Great North Run before, um, it's uh, we know that it's epic crowds, um, the huge numbers and that amazing finish on um, South Sea. No, on South Shields um, finish on the prom. And, you know, I have done it um, three or four times since then. And really, um, despite the fact that I had done these uh, races, I was really sporadic in my training, really didn't do very much. And I didn't really train from year to year, apart from when I was doing these the sort of um, these half marathons. So that's really where I started. And, uh, and, and I mean, you gave me a big time gap there between first race and then great north run and you mentioned the word sporadic uh, was running just kind of I guess something that was there bimbling along in the background kind of something to distract your attention every now and then rather than I guess what you'd call a, a hobby a passion an interest yeah I think it was one of those things where you know you, you would you know run for you know a couple, a couple of months maybe there was a race that uh that was part of it and then I, I would run you know it would be you know months or years before I would run again and it really wasn't till you know um you know I did the, a few great north runs um uh, that became a bit more regular but really I wouldn't call myself a, a regular runner until I started running um more um and my marathon journeys really in in, in 2016. Right okay well let's let's move on to the then shall we so 2016 comes around um what what was it and that's your first marathon that's right isn't it it is yeah I did the Manchester marathon back in 2016 Manchester cool okay so talk me through then that how that mindset shifts because you can do the sporadic running you can sign up to the races you can do the charity thing you can do the all the reasons why we have this casual relationship we're running sometimes but to dedicate yourself to a marathon is a completely different beast as a lot of us know 
What was it that turned the worm for you? What was it that gave you the impetus and the motivation to sign up to Manchester? And then please talk me through that first training block and how you find it, particularly as someone who maybe um, wasn't a super consistent and keen runner before. Yeah, so um, my brother um, managed to get, I think after about six or seven attempts at the London Marathon ballot, had managed to get a London Marathon place in 2016 and had asked me to run the London Marathon with him. And the difficulty at that point was that um, I hadn't entered the ballot. And as we know, um, charity fundraising can be particularly challenging because of the amount that you have to raise. And I felt it was really too big a, a jump really to go from zero to marathon. Um, and with also the um, stress of having to fundraise. So mm. I chose to do Manchester Marathon in um, April 2016. Um, I just downloaded a plan off the internet, basically, and probably followed about 75% of it. And it was, I remember it was sort of really uh, well on that day because it was perfect running weather. It was um, sort of not eight, nine degrees, had my layers on, took my layers off and had an amazing experience. And as, as we know, um, the danger of doing marathons or any sort of race is that you, as soon as you've done one, you sign up for another one because you just think, gosh, is this something that was just random or could I do better or, you know, like all these things, you just want to go and, um, you know, uh, do that, have that experience again. And, and Manchester really was amazing because it was not only was the course um, a great course, there was so, so much support on the um, the course as well. Um, and I, I know that I think the course has changed in the last few years, but it started and finished around Old Trafford. So there was something really special about the the Manchester Marathon. So, and that really was my, um, that my, that was my first race. Yeah. And clearly, like you said, the, the, the worm turns, I use that, that saying all the time, I overuse it probably, but um, <laughs> well, I, th- I think it works in this context because you are now, like you said, this is the first time where you're thinking, I want the next one, I want the next one. You've got the bug, as we say. And, um, and you go on a journey that we're going to get into in more detail in a moment don't you were you know the marathon is is the distance is 26.2 the preferred race distance for you is that is that the one that 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 gets you motivated yeah I think that um I think in terms of the challenge I think the marathon distance is something you know I I love doing though obviously I recognize that in terms of time and commitment it's probably the most challenging um if I was to enjoy, probably in terms of enjoying them, enjoying a distance, I probably enjoy a half more. Mm. But in terms of actual um, personal achievement and satisfaction, there's de- definitely something um, amazing about doing a, a marathon because it's that culmination of three, four months of intensive training, uh, particularly in you know when you do it in winter, um, you know for a spring spring marathon, you're training in the dark and all sorts of weather, and then when you're training for an autumn marathon. You're doing it through, you know, when there are lots of other distractions, holidays, it's hot, you know, all, all those sort of things that really get in the way of training. So, you know, they have the, have its challenges at both ends, really, whether you do yeah. a spring or, a, or a, an autumn marathon. So I think I think in terms of challenge, I think the marathon has been the the, the most important one for me in terms of satisfaction in, in what I've achieved. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you have achieved. A fair old bit in the years that ensued, haven't you? We, we'd be here all, all all evening if we were just talking about every single one of these marathons. Um, I do want to focus in on the, the majors because you've you've started ticking those off. Yeah. But, but before we kind of nail those down and, and 
I guess, make the presumption that, oh, the majors are the best ones and they're the ones that you want to talk about. Let's keep the question more general. Of all the marathons you've done, is the one that stands out as your favourite? I think it would be Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for several reasons. I mean, we can talk about it a bit later, but partly the experience of leading up to Berlin in terms of the um, going away for the weekend and meeting people. And then um, I had a coach at that time and my running was much more consistent. And in terms of my time it is it has been my fastest marathon mm-hmm. um so in terms of the experience and everything that happened around the marathon i think berlin stands out in um head and shoulders above all the other marathons though every marathon is different and unique in its experience um you know i don't, I don't want to talk about all of them because obviously as you said we'll be here all, all day but um in terms after i did manchester i did the whole marathon it had been the um, year, the city of culture year or the year bef- before that. And, you know, I'd signed up. It was in the north. So I thought, you know, it would be a good one to go to because I was living in the north at the time. And, you know, you can get really cocky running. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure we've all had that experience where we just think, well, we've done this. I can run this with no issues. And I remember running the whole marathon thinking, you know, I had a late night. I had a really large meal and curry the night before which was not the best in terms of training absolute uh, rocky mistake <laughs> <laughs> and um it was um i hadn't realized that the whole marathon hadn't been running for a few years and it had just restarted and it was a really small field so it was about a thousand or 1500 so you know um, i'm not the fastest runner so towards the back you know it was it was um there was hardly anyone in between uh, myself and the runner in front and the runner behind. And for those who um, uh, know the Humber Bridge, you run over it twice, run once over it, and then you run it on the way back. And it's long and it's horrid. Um, and it was one of the worst experiences in terms of running. I mean, you know, of course, I you know, had a great experience in terms of finishing and it was a great achievement. But it was one of the most sobering runs I'd ever done, thinking, having done Manchester, conquered it. And then doing Hull and actually completely spat out by it and thinking, God, you know, this is something I just can't do without actually paying attention to the race and how I train and even all the preparation right up to the day. So that was a really sobering experience from that point of view. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people nodding their head while they're listening to this as well. It is it is a little bit mind boggling how you can, we've all done it. You go from one race where you feel like a million dollars. You're like, I'm, I'm Kipchoge. And then, <laughs> and then the next race, it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, so let's talk about Berlin that you mentioned Berlin. Sorry. You, you said that Berlin kind of head and shoulders from the experience. And, and that is one of the, I believe four stars that you currently have. I have in terms so of done world London, majors. Uh, London, Berlin, New York and um, Chicago, yes. Chicago as well. Okay. Um, much talked about subject, the world majors. Uh, it's seen as a little bit of a uh, a golden chalice um, for for runners of all abilities to to aim towards. Of course, Boston being the difficult one for for us non elites. But um, did you set out on a journey to be like, I want? Is that? I guess is that something that's part of your like like mindset your ethos or do you do you want six stars is, is that something you're consciously trying to achieve or is it just that you're wanting to run these great races it just so happens they're on a list that that gives you a big fat medal at the end <laughs> i think that um 
it's one of the because they are the majors they're talked about so much by people because of the um, experience that you um, have when you go to these majors um, we know that or for maybe the people who don't know there are actually very few people who have actually got all six stars I think it's something like three or four thousand people mm-hmm. so you you, we, you go from that statistic which is that only one percent have ever done a marathon to then obviously you know only three thousand people have got you know the, the world majors now you know you know of course in terms of um in the logistics and cost you know it's only open to you know you have to be incredibly lucky and it's obviously incredibly expensive to do these races mm-hmm. um and from my personal point of view um maybe your listeners will turn off but you know i've been really fortunate in terms of ballot so for all the the, the majors i've actually got into them first time wow. including wow. london um i've not been successful since then and uh, that run has stopped because i tried to get into tokyo um this year and wasn't successful but um i have been very fortunate in that respect and if i were to do um the majors it would be um the icing on the cake um but from my point of view it's really about going out to enjoy um races um anywhere really from domestic in terms of being at home to races that might be in europe or around the world and to really enjoy part of the experience of being somewhere else plus the joy of obviously finishing a race in an, an amazing place so that's really my drive yeah um and we've i mean we've talked about berlin london's london you we're i know what you're going to say because everyone says it um so let's talk about the americans though because you've done two of the three yeah. um that's the thing that when i talk to people who are on this six star mission or at least done a couple of the of the american majors that seems to to raise difference of opinions all the time in terms of which ones are great, which ones are horrible. Um, what was your experience of Chicago and New York, I guess, comparatively to each other? Yeah, so um, I, I enjoyed Chicago in terms of the experience and organisation, and it was um, um, a, a good race. The conditions were a bit tricky in that um, it was sort of humid and, and, and raining, and the, um, the fact that you run through skyscrapers do... Um, uh, does play havoc with your GPS and your pacing and your watch. So that can be a bit tricky. But, you know, I, I did really enjoy the experience. Um, New York, I've just um, come back from in um, having done it in November. Um, it's iconic. Um, you run through the six boroughs um, through New York. You start on Staten Island and you have these incredible long stretches. So it's amazing to see like runners two three you know maybe a couple of miles ahead of you mm-hmm. and it's just this sea of runners I mean it's both amazing and daunting when you're you're doing it um it was really tough conditions um last year because it was unseasonably hot normally for New York it's about eight nine degrees and this last year it was um, 25 um the the bridges are awful because you have to you know run across these bridges to get from one borough to another and there were some logistics issues in terms of start times. And I think they ran out of water by the time we started in the later wave. So it was a tricky, um, tricky race. Um, you know, I touched on the fact that, you know, no race, no one race is, um, you know, every race is unique. And definitely, you, you know, the experience at New York was unique, but amazing in, in that respect. Yeah. And um, let's talk about something i guess kind of linked but a little bit off-piste because 
you talked about different experiences and, and, and how circumstances can impact races and, and I guess wider life as well. You've, it, it's not been plain sailing um, uh, all the way either, has it? I think, was it ahead of Yorkshire Marathon in, in 2017? Um, you did have some health concerns. Do you, want to, do you want to talk me through what happened there and, and how it impacted not just running, but life, I suppose? Yeah, so in 2017, um, I had a conversation. Um, we went to um, dinner with some friends and I found found out that um, they had donated their, um, both parents had donated a, a kidney to their child who needed um, a transplant at a, a young age. And at, also at the time, there had been a, a BBC article about um, something called altruistic kidney donation, which is where um, people donate a, um, a kidney um, you can live on one kidney with no um, problems and um, you can give it to a stranger and that is you know revolutionary in terms of that person because obviously they don't have to take as much medication and they don't have to be on dialysis which is hooked to a machine three times a week um, and, it, and it, it really is life-changing and because you're um, um, you're a live what we call a live donor rather than a, a deceased donor the outcomes because you match tissue match and you um, you know you plummet in within sort of six hours the, the the success rate is really really good so in 2017 I met my kidney specialist and, and wanted to um, donate my kidney much to my the concerns of my um, partner and my friends who said it was completely bonkers um, you know but you know it, I felt something um, it was something you know I felt very strongly about um, we don't have children and you know i you know I took into account that you know if anything happened to my um nieces that my br brother and or my sister-in-law could obviously donate to them um and obviously i felt at the time you know i was you know fit and well running marathons and you know not on any medication and as part of my checkup unfortunately um when i went to have my scan they found that i had a um four inch tumor on my kidney um and I had no symptoms, no bleeding, no pain. And rather than donating my kidney, I ended up having to have my kidney uh, removed in October 2017. Um, and it was really um, life changing in lots of ways. So, you know, um, it came completely out of the blue. I'd never been ill before in any particular way. Um, it was the first time I'd had any sort of time, significant time off work. and yeah, I mean, I was fortunate in that um, I didn't need to have any further treatment in terms of chemotherapy or radiotherapy, but it really changed everything in terms of looking to the future. Everything was slightly, I suppose, tainted um, in that, um, you know, I, I was thinking, well, what, what's the future going to be? And, and I've always been someone who's lived in the moment, but once you've had a sort of significant event in your life or a serious diagnosis, I think that crystallizes your thinking a bit more or crystallizes your, um, um, your you know, your thinking about the future a bit more um, because you're just worried about, yeah, you just, you know, what happens if it comes back or what happens if you're not going to be here in a few years and those things that you think, well, I'll just put that off. Um, you know, you, you, you give, give, you give more, um, um, you know, more impetus to those things to make sure you do those things, really. And that's really how it affected me. And what an amazing series of events. Do you, do you ever like just pinch yourself as kind of like the sequence of events that had to take place for you to get that early intervention? Because 
I can't imagine that the road to recovery would have been as relatively straightforward. I'm not saying that it was anything other than than than, than hard work, but it could have been so much worse had that early detection not been there. And and for the things to have happened that happened to to get your kidney in front of the professional to look at it, pretty pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I for about six or twelve months after my operation and when people had found out that I had been ill, one of the conversations that was really, really difficult was the why not why me, why it had happened, because I think as a doctor you see lots of random mm-hmm. illness and and you know that's part of what we do. But how lucky I was really that, you know, and I suppose it depends on your perspective, you know, whether it was luck or someone looking out for you, or obviously, you know, religiously you know, um, someone being there for you. But, you know, I am so fortunate to have that that sequence, an event to have, you know, come out the other end and to still be healthy and um, to be able to do the things uh, I'm able to do. I am am changed. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. But I am also, you know, physically, you know, no different from I was before I had my operation in 2017. And when you talk about change and taking a different outlook on life and, and maybe focusing on today, not letting things pass you by and being very aware of your own mortality, I guess, the things that come out of an event like that, um, that probably segues us quite nicely into how you've moved and, 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 and inserted yourself into the world of the online running community of social media um and how that's become a, a more present and a more important part of your life you touched on berlin before and and going out there um and meeting people that that you that you knew from online and we'll, we'll, i'm sure we'll circle back around on that but one thing that i found very very interesting when we were chatting in the preamble and the bio that you sent across was that you have had to kind of readjust and refocus your relationship with instagram with social media with your running account and and and, and your persona online as it were I guess in a way and um, talk to me a little bit about that yeah so I mean I, th- I think when I first started running and posting things on social media I you know I, I like like we all do when we first start and I think it's about human nature it was about chasing likes and you know collecting friends um, our, our, I have a conversation with our foster, foster son and, you know, he's always, you know, ribbing me that says, you know, you're following more people than follow you. And, you know, as if all these things are, you know, ultimately really important. And, you know, for the first few years, it was something that I always struggled with. Um, you know, there seemed to be either people having more fun than you were or that you were trying to be friends with people. And they didn't really seem to respond to you because partly, I don't know, you know, sometimes it's about circumstance. You know, sometimes it's about um you know whether you meet people in real life and sometimes you know it's more than just being on social media that connects people it's all all running sometimes it's about you know you know a passion or an interest together or a shared story and after a few years I realized that actually these things were not important to me or less important to me and actually my social media is much more about um partly documenting what I've done because it's something that I find useful for my own journey so that I look and look back on it and also to support other people in their journey as well. Um, you know, there are too many, uh, you know, we call them trolls or people writing negative comments. And actually, we need 
social media to be a, a, a you know a force for good so that we can actually support each other in you know when we're posting things because a lot of the time we're posting things that are incredibly personal and vulnerable and that we actually need to um, take that into account when we say things or comment on things um, so that's really um, part of my social media journey and then I suppose the final bit really was that making that step from social media into real life um, and I, we touched on Berlin and um, I went to Berlin I went to Berlin Marathon by myself I didn't really know anyone there and you've had this person on your podcast before, um, Marco Delwazio. Uh, you you almost started doing the accent then, but I think <laughs> yourself so as not to be rude. But he can take it. He can take a ribbing, can old Marco. And um, and um, and Mark was um, fantastic actually because he showed me that it, it was okay to sort of you know reach out to people, and he was incredibly generous, and you know. Um, and suddenly I met these group of people who I'd never met before. We had a shared interest because we were at Berlin and, you know, uh, I'm still in touch with some of those people. I've made a friend, a guy called Darren from L.A. And I've hosted him since he came back to do London um, uh, a couple of years ago. And I think that's what builds connections and community. So I think that there is an element about social media that does connect us. But I think taking that step if we can into something more concrete builds those lifelong relationships that really nurture nurture us and fulfill us do you think that shifting your mindset and maybe not forcing an issue as it were about being part of a group or getting something out of social media or forming friendships do you think that that mindset shift was the foundation of what allowed you to just let it come to you organically? Absolutely. I think that um, rather than worrying about what other people were thinking or worrying about whether something was going to happen and just allowing things to happen and also, you know, in some respects paying back really, you know, if mm -hmm. there is the opportunity that I can, you know, and meet people. I mean, that's why, you know, I love the podcast so much. Not only do you hear these amazing stories but these you know there are these like-minded people that you can just um you know hook up with and you know meet and have that conversation and you know in some respects you know social media is fantastic you know there is just so many people out there but it can can also feel incredibly lonely yes. um and you know when you go to races it's just having those ability that ability to have a a friendly face and someone that you can just see at either the beginning or end or have a drink or a meal afterwards it's just just so important that you know that something to share to share your experience with someone else is just an, just amazing for people yeah it is i agree absolutely but there was something you just said then that really really resonated with me when you talked about um what a lonely place social media can be sometimes um you know to, to the point you were making earlier about you know not quite feeling like you fit in not quite feeling like your face fit um, or you're making those connections. And I think that probably sits for me um, really nicely into the statement you're also making about being more authentic, being more genuine, just being yourself. Because if you portray yourself in that light, then you're not giving anybody false expectations of who you are and what you can offer. And that makes those relationships that you've talked about forging 
so much easier to do and so much more real because you're not portraying this idea that you are a certain person and almost making people feel they're going to get something out of you in terms of a friendship, in terms of a connection. And then all of a sudden you're not that person. And I think that's important as well, isn't it? It is. Um, Great. And, and could I just go on record to say that I'm really, really glad that you changed your mindset and that you did step out and that you did get involved because I think you're a bloody diamond and I'm very, very glad to have you as part of our gang. Um, Let's before we wrap up, uh, I wouldn't. There's other things that we've not even touched on. Uh, when we spoke about Chicago, you raised an absolutely amazing amount of money for charity, didn't you? I did. So um, it was my comeback after my um, illness, and I, um, you know, I, I milked it for all all it's worth. So I, um, I, um, if you came to see me as a patient, I'm afraid you did get thrust in front of you a, a just giving link. So there we go. And I um, was in my local, I was in the local papers um, and I, I raised money for our local hospice. So I raised over about over six thousand pounds. And I, I to this day, I don't know who it was, but I also received an, an anonymous donation of a thousand pounds. So I'm completely um, bold by that experience in terms of um, fundraising on that particular um, at that particular time. Amazing. And when it's a local charity, particularly the hospices as well, yeah, it, it, it hits home, doesn't it, as well, especially when you get something like that donated um, to add to it. But an incredible achievement. Uh, ben would kill me if I didn't call out the fact that you are, of course, a huge part of your partnering community locally as well, aren't you? I am. So um, I've been fortunate enough to be a run director at three part runs. I don't think Ben has been to them yet. So uh, I wait to hear what he thinks of them when he eventually does go to them. I, two of them are in the Northwest. So uh, so hopefully Ben will go, Ben and Emma will go and visit them at some point. And I'm now the event director at our local junior part run as well. So um, yeah, most, if if you do meet me in real life, I really will be very boring talking about part run all the time. So um, that that's that's me, unfortunately. Miss, miss, Mr. with a little M. Park run. <laughs> do, do, do you know what, though? I think if anyone's listening to this podcast that, that doesn't expect us to be talking about Parker all the time, has probably clicked the wrong link somewhere and just not not quite cottoned on yet. Um, Dr. Chung, we've been through an absolute whistle-stop tour. I think we've covered pretty much anything. Is there anything else you wanted to mention that we've not spoken about yet? uh no i don't i don't think so i think we've covered everything so it's been um it's been fantastic to talk to you rob oh quickly before we go we we kind of did the last bit at the start we took we, we know that you're training for manchester is that the big goal for 2023 or is there anything else in plan so i've made a bit of a faux pas actually because um originally i was going to be running brighton and then mm. um, brighton marathon events or whatever it was called um unfortunately folded mm-hmm. and then um so i signed up to manchester and then um london marathon events have taken it over so i now have a place for brighton and now have and a place for bright uh, sorry i've got a place for brighton and a place for manchester which are two weeks apart so i'm going to try and do brighton as a, an amble and then mm-hmm. manchester as a proper run and that's my uh, that's my a goal for this year and um, so to try and beat my previous two um manchester marathon um times and I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Uh, before I let you go, sir, anyone uh, you want to mention, say hello to, shower, anything at all we've not covered? Um, yeah, I think it would be a bit unfair to mention specific people, but I just want to say a huge shout out to people who I've um, been fortunate to run with and meet with. And I'm looking forward to 
um, meeting people who I've not run with yet because I think there is just going to be so many um, experiences and people um, and races in the future. So that's the bit I'm really excited about. That'll do me, sir. That will do me. Listen, thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to the next time we get to catch up. I hope it's not as far away as Manchester, but if it is, we will definitely have a party there. Um, Yeah, loved it, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Take care. And that, I'm glad to be back to say my fine four-foot friend, is a Dr. Dr. David Chung. What do you reckon? Yeah, awesome chat, as expected. Uh, when you started that chat, though, Wim, and you said paging Dr. Chung, it reminded me of that uh, Aqua song. Remember that Aqua song? That Jones, Jones, calling Dr. Jones. It reminded me of that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It, it has a similar number of syllables, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Were, you just, were you just walking around going, paging Dr. Chung? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'll be honest... Now. Because I'll be honest, that is an image that poor David is probably never going to get out of his brain. <laughs> he'll love it. He'll love it. It's a good laugh. He's uh, been to the Fartlek family meetups and stuff. Yeah. And a great chat uh, hearing all about his story. And his he's, he's road to six stars, hopefully, he's going uh, to bag bag those uh, sometime soon. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, all the all the tribulations he's been through with uh, losing the uh, kidney as well. Yeah. 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 Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Just what a turn of events and, and, yeah. and in the grand scheme of things, how lucky was he that he just happened yeah. to have been doing what he was doing and, and, and managed to, to get it checked before it became an issue. Um, the thing that really stood out for me, though, mate, was the uh, when he talked about social media, I thought that was really eye opening chat. I know we've talked about social media loads and everyone kind of talks about it a bit from a, from a guest perspective, because it's kind of how we all got to know each other and the Instagram running community is so big. But um i thought david was really really honest about it like really honest about it and i think it's probably something that we've all done in some ways whether we are brave enough to admit that we've done it is another conversation but i think sometimes we can worry too much what people think of us we can worry too much whether we're fitting in whether we're doing the right things and uh, and i think sometimes that can create without trying to go too deep into it i don't want to steal the next segment but that can create that in some ways i think creates the counterculture you know of people who are then like oh, well, I don't want to fit in and I don't want to be an influencer and I don't want free things and you're all fakes and yeah. suddenly everyone gets angry. I think that's all a fallout of people not getting what they expect out of social mm-hmm. media. And I think there's there's a much bigger conversation there, but I thought David approached it really, really well and was really honest in kind of saying, look, this was what I thought it was going to be and this is what I wanted it to be and I wasn't getting it and it made me sad, so I had to change the lens. I thought it was really mm-hmm. cool that he went into that. Yeah, yeah, agree. I agree that I used to use it and, and for likes and all that sort of good yeah. stuff, but now, now I was it is what it is it's there it's there i got you guys from it and uh, we've got some good good friends out of it as well so yeah use it what you can use it for yeah to be fair mate to post on a running instagram you have to run a bit so that's probably why you don't get much out of it isn't it hey I, you, I, i've already spoke about my running this week i've done some you know that you, you've done a run <laughs> and i'm part run and i did oh, part sorry, run yeah, and speaking of part run shall we move on oh good segue go on carry on Oh, you're getting me excited. Go on. I did part run. Yeah, we've got the part run duo themselves back. Uh, ben and Emma. Ben, uh, Emma, how are you? Yeah, we're good, thanks. Hello, Matthew. Hi. I've done, uh, Guys, I've done part run. Get out of it. 100% I did part run. I got an achievement as well. Do you know what achievement I got? Go on. Ooh, what did you 25 get? 25 part runs. Nice. Well Thank done. You. Yeah. 
Well in done. How, yeah. In how many Thompson. years, Matt? Mm. Um, um, I registered when I, in 2013, I think. So 10, ten. years. Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> an, average, an average of 2.5 park runs a year. <laughs> in my defence, though, I didn't start until like three or three years ago, I think. It was, so, yeah, still not, still not the best. Yeah, still but, not. yeah, I've done park runs. Well, so just just tell me quickly, Matt. Obviously, with you coming back from an injury, you you took it really nice and easy, didn't you? You you plodded round and just just had a nice easy part run. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What time did you do it in? I mean, I didn't break no no land speed records or all like that. Was it 20, about twenty twenty three minutes? Twenty three thirteen, I think it was something like that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That. that. Mm. Pretty fast, Matthew. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Ben, I'm so, I feel like you're telling me off. I am telling, telling I absolutely you. am telling you off. <laughs> B, B's going to knock you out in both Partner and Cup and in real life. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and if she doesn't, I'm going to. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that comes to me told. Yeah, well, just take it easy, mate. Take it easy. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. I, you get giddy, though. When you do these part runs, sometimes you get a bit giddy, and I know what I'm like at races and stuff. And I get, I got a little, I set off slow, and I, I got a little. I think it was a bit of a progressive as well. So, mm, yeah, I understood. Took your words on board, and I, I need to, yeah, you, bring it in. You're going out. Just, just face it. Don't do it again this weekend. The pro, the problem is Ben that the, when he goes to part run, there's so many people for him to run off on. Yeah. <laughs> Start talking to somebody and then just get bored and <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretends to make friends and then just lets it. <laughs> I've had enough of you now. Bye. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but Matt Taylor out Zoom. Um, <laughs> Mic drop. I'm off. Mic drop. You gone? Um, good. Yeah, you're awful, Matt. Uh, ben and Emma, yeah. though. Uh, more. I'm, more importantly, I didn't. Well, I did get to hear about your partner adventures last week, but I did it. From afar, as a fan, it was lovely. I thought you guys did a great segment last week. But I'm back, and I want to hear about it in person. So tell us where you were, what you were up to, what happened, what was the Parkrun Cup-related excitement, um, and I want to know where you went for food as well afterwards. Cool, cool. Well, this week we went to Hull Parkrun. Uh, Ben's done it before, and it's it was previously his PB course at the time. You got PB there at the time. Back in September 2019, uh, I was busting a gut to try and get a sub 20 and I went up to this park run and it is where I ran my first ever sub 20. So, yeah, very nostalgic for me, revisiting on Saturday. Uh, It's one that I've not done before, so it was a nice one to tick off for me and we needed to put in an effort for the park run cup, of course. So this one is all tarmac two loops around the lake can't get any flatter and a lot of fast runners go there as well so for the people who are further up the pack there's a lot of people to work off of uh for example mike slack came with us and uh yeah he was leading the pack um which is quite funny he's like i best go to the first time as briefing to make sure i know where i'm going uh <laughs> but yeah um he had somebody hot on his heels by the sounds of it oh. Hull. I told him that I went to Hull. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. I was, you I was just, you said Hull. Did I say Hull? Yeah. I don't I think so. I, did. I don't think I did, Hull. but yeah. It was Hull. There's there's three in Hull. Well, technically four if you class uh, Beverly Westwood. 
as another one. Who's um, Beverly Westwood? Hey, um, <laughs> she's a, she's a bit of a cow. If right. you remember that run, you remember there's cows. That's my uh, that's my joke for that one. Um, can you laugh, please? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, mate. I really can't. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, there's Humber Bridge. There's, there's Humber Bridge Park Run. There's Hull Park Run. Beverly Westwood, and then there's also another one called Peter Pan Park Run. Yep, that's right. I'm not even making that up. Yeah, good. But but we went we went back to Hull obviously because it was I know it's a fast course and it is it's rapid it's just like Em says two and a bit loops around the lake you're basically just turning right the whole time it's like running on a track that's just not perfectly oval shape and it's so fast and it's so nice and there's wide paths um and they they love their park run up there like Em said a lot of fast people go there obviously slacky was the fastest on the day we'll tell you his time shortly but i mean even for me i i put in an effort and you'll hear my time shortly when we talk through the partner cup i came 19th with my time so there's a lot of fast people go there i think first female was 17 minutes and 17 seconds which was also the fifth fastest female time at park run in the country at the weekend so wow amazing yeah yeah so it's it's lovely hull you you drive in it's it's a place called east east park um it's free parking um the start was right next to the car park the finish is about another 300 meters further down you set off it's straight down take a right take a right follow it along the lake take a right take a right and 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 it's just it's it, it's great i i loved it and i certainly didn't expect to run what i did but but uh yeah we, it was uh it was a good day for it weather was lovely it was a little bit chilly but not too chilly uh, it was dry conditions were perfect no wind so we couldn't have hit it on a better day and uh it's really nice when you start as well and you take the first two rights. If you're at the front of the pack, or even if you're at the back of the pack, you can look to the right of you at the le- across the lake and you just see this swarm of people running down. And it's just, it was a beautiful sight just watching all the other park runners getting started. And uh, yeah, Hull's lovely. I definitely recommend it. Anyone that can get there, anyone that wants a fast park run, you've got to get to Hull. Give it a go um it is rapid they've got little kilometer markers as well on the way around like printed on the posts so it's, they're, they're kind of like a long eaten in that sense they're really dedicated to their park run and uh volunteers were great weren't they tell them tell them about the the volunteer on like the second to last call oh, what was his name uh anyway he was in it in his 80s and he'd got a motorized scooter and you know when they look more like the designed like a, a motorbike at the front mm. they're cool and then he'd got like music blaring out um yeah he was cool wasn't he he had, he had skulls all over the front of it that, and that is cool he had like his rock and roll stickers all over it and his music was proper blaring he was dancing I mean, he was 80 years old, and I, I guess obviously his legs are giving up on him a little bit, but rest of him was absolutely pumping. He was loving life, and uh, yeah, I bumped into him after after the cafe afterwards, and I said to him, oh, thanks for today, and, and he's like, yeah, no problem. I, 
and he told me he's been doing it for absolutely years. He, ne- he never runs, obviously, but he just volunteers and he loves volunteering and just sitting there on that corner, pumping his music out and dancing away and encouraging people around. So uh, what a legend. He's, he's, he's obviously a legend of that park run and uh, more should be shouted about him across the park run world, really, because uh, he just does it. He's like Christmas. We had four park runs. It was so busy, but I loved it. Well, 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 well. There you go. You've done it. You have shouted about him, and rightly so. It, yeah, I think, I think there's a bit. There's a lot of conversations there about how we all have to give X amount back to Parkrun in terms of volunteering, and it's absolutely true. We do, and it, it's 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 yeah. a real shame when you see Parkruns being shy of volunteers, and it's mm. seen as a. I mean, not everyone likes doing it, I guess. So it's seen almost as a bit of a chore, a bit of a responsibility in some ways. But there are yeah. people who don't run who for, for, for whom park run is all about the social aspect it's all about the marshal and the volunteer and the being part of that community and the bringing joy to others and they should really be celebrated because it's another angle of park run that i don't really think that's a light shot on it quite as much as it should do because it must be absolutely amazing for mental health especially people like the chap you're talking about maybe in their advancing years you know they you know limited in terms of mobility I imagine not not to put kind of this guy's opinion in my own mouth, but like I imagine that it gives him a real sense of worth and a real sense of belonging and a, a something to really look forward to on a Saturday morning. Definitely, you could you could tell he was loved by a lot of the runners and the core team there. And like you say, for him, it's probably his his social time of the week where he he was there early. He was driving around the park playing his music. He loved the run. He was there afterwards in the cafe chatting away with people. And uh, it must be it must be one of the highlights of his week, bless him. What and that's another thing. Uh, Hull's a very well-established course. It was event 609. So oh. next week is 610, which is a hard to get Fibonacci. So this week there was something like 515 runners. So imagine how many runners they're going to get next week for... Fibonacci, it's going to be mental. There'll be cowats everywhere. <laughs> there will be cowats everywhere. <laughs> you were a cow hat, Rob. Yeah, I did. I did wear a cow. I wasn't insulting you. I did feel like a bit of a fraud in my cow hat, though, when you left <laughs> me the cow hat. I was like, I'm just, I, like, I was a bit like, oh god. If if someone asks, if anybody asks or comments on the cow hat, I'm just going to take it off and run away. <laughs> I'm going to do a mat. I'm going to run after it. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I don't know what it is. Yes, I don't know what it is. I just had a cold head. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a whole park run. Lovely park run. Great volunteers. Not just that guy. There was a couple of young girls stood on, on the, the last corner and they were just screaming their heads off the whole time. And and everyone's really friendly. There was uh, photographers there and... Uh, We've not seen the pictures yet, but I, I definitely don't want to see them because I'm going to look like death. Um, Won't be as good look- as Hindburn last week, though, will it? No, Surely. no. That was a top-tier photo. Brilliant photo, definitely. But th- this is going to be the complete polar opposite. This <laughs> snot dripping out my nose and uh, eyeballs <laughs> bulging out. Yep, it's going to look we'll disgusting. Just, we'll just put Matt's head on top of you. Don't worry, mate. It'll be fine. Sound, sound. Um, so, did you manage to offend any volunteers with a purple sign story? No, I didn't, did I? No. Purple sign, purple sign went pretty swimmingly. Um, they had one of the new little dinky ones, didn't they? Mm, yeah, it's very cute. It's very strange. It's, uh, it's too small. I, d- I didn't realise how small it would be. It's like knee height. It's it's absolutely tiny. So um, 
we had to squat down to get a semi-decent picture with it. We stood up and we were like, it just looks like nothing now. So, But it's fine, it's purple, it's got the name on it, and that, that's all I'm after, really. We had the... Uh, oh, no, I did... Uh, I did When we stood and moved it, didn't we? Because I definitely moved it. They had it facing the wrong way. Um, so I, I turned it round and... Um, I feel bad for man, I wasn't there. I'm getting embarrassed for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no! Ben was nearby and you put it the wrong way around. <laughs> they, they, they had it and they yeah they put it with a really crap backdrop and i thought that's terrible what you're doing um so i moved it and as i moved it there was a kid sat on the wall behind it and well I, i'm even thinking this was quite rude of me now but it, it was actually <laughs> <laughs> it was also for the, for the first time in how many series <laughs> excuse me you little shit can you get down off that wall and try to take this picture no, no, it was, it was quite funny, actually. So, so I was like, oh, I'm just moving the sign, moving the sign. And I moved it and I thought, there's not many people around here. Because I'd stayed in barcode scanned afterwards. And I tell you what, the busiest shift ever. I must have scanned about 200 people. M stood next to me and it was just constant, constant. Everyone came to me. Um, but anyway, so there weren't many people around. So I moved the sign. Nice place. This kid sat there looking around. I'm thinking... He can take our picture. So I went up to him and I said, uh, excuse me, mate, can you can you take a photo of us? And he kind of just looked at me blankly. And I turned to the sign. And I was like, can you take a picture? And he, and he kind of still looked confused. I went, don't worry about it. I'll find somebody else. And I just turned around and walked, walked off and found somebody else. And I didn't really give him a chance to think too much the what second it, time. But... What, what, what if he couldn't speak English? I mean, that's a point. That's a point. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't wait around to find out. I was I just wanted my goddamn picture taken. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anyway, we found another guy. He took some pictures. He was very enthusiastic, and he did a decent job, did he? Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, so we got a purple sign picture with our new new miniature purple sign. So you, I thought it went all right, really. Yeah. And you ruined little Vladimir's holiday to Hull. <laughs> Vladimir, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Um, good. Know. Good. Cafe? Oh, yeah, it was really good. Um, it was quite cheap as well, actually, wasn't it? Because um, we drove, so Slacky got Bart's breakfast. Although Slacky, a fellow vegan, Rob, uh, yeah. he, his was more like lunch. He had, like, these sweet corn fritters and chips and salad. Mm. It was a bit, a bit of a strange choice, but it, they said salad. it was good. Sounds rank, if I'm honest. No, they they had a bit of a vegan menu, and there was a a vegan all day breakfast on there. But he decided to go for these fritters instead, vegan fritters. Um, so you could have had a vegan breakfast, Rob. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have had vegan sweet corn fritters. Let's put it that way. They had donuts, vegan donuts. I do like donuts. Mm, they looked quite good. Mm. And we had what did we have? We had their version of a full full english i'm saying that in inverted commas because it it wasn't a full english no 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 there was there was no black pudding on there um did we have mushrooms i feel like there might have been mushrooms yeah it just wasn't right it didn't feel right they had those big like skin tomatoes plum tomatoes i was like nah you don't have this on a full english um but it was good. Yeah, I thought it was you good. said it was good. Yeah. You, you, you started, Emma started off by saying, yeah, it was good. Then you just slagged it off. I enjoyed it, Ben. Salty and mixed it in a black pudding with mayonnaise. Right, okay, of course, yes. No mayonnaise, <laughs> Ben. Hey? 
No mayonnaise. No, if there's not black pudding, I'm not that fussed. Oh, okay. So the 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 inclusion of mayonnaise on the breakfast plate is dependent upon the inclusion of black pudding on the breakfast plate. Correct. Correct. A, a, a symbiotic relationship, one might say. I was about to ask if you if you've ever tried black pudding with mayo, but that's probably you're probably the wrong person to ask. Uh, yes. Oh, I've, I've had black pudding and I've had mayo in my lifetime. Never together though, unfortunately. Oh, okay. You should try it sometime. Maybe not. Matt? Well, no, yeah, that shit might have sailed. I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. If you're paying for it, Matt, I'll eat it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that one. Uh, good. <laughs> so, all in all, successful trip to Hull then, boys and girls. Yeah, brilliant. Hull's a brilliant part run. Definitely recommend it. Get yourself up there. Next year in part run cup, when you're back in round one, you two, get yourself up to Hull. Yeah, after getting knocked out this round um, this year. Uh, okay, good. Uh, speaking of the part run cup, Let's let's do a whistle stop update. We're obviously we're gonna have a proper yeah. update on the old Instagram pro, at the end of the round, aren't we? But give give us a little bit of a um, a, a sixty second briefing, Benny boy. Okay, right. So round weekend two, sorry, not round two, weekend two. There were following on from sixteen all time PBs this week. Last week there were eleven this week. Wow. Um, oh, of that eleven, we had Rachel Cipriani. Uh, with 16 seconds, Adam Axford, 41 seconds. Um, Pete Marshall, ha, we remember Pete Marshall's story from last mm. week. Uh, he was in Zyder and he managed to knock off a, another, oh God, I've done it as an overall. He's 34 seconds down on what he entered with anyway. Mm. He went sub 18. Um, Adam Running Brown, which is different from Adam Brown, he runs. He ran a 37 second PB. Um, this guy, this guy, we're going to check the time on him, Sam Heathcote. He's my opponent. Um, he ran a 27-second PB, but I, I think that's cheating, so we'll, we'll add a <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> making your lung-busting run at Hull completely pointless, Ben. No, 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 I'm giving it another crack this weekend. So. All right, okay, okay, okay. And this, this course is just a flat out and back, so... Uh, I think I've got a lot more in the tank. Anyway, um, Stephen Murdoch, Mr. Steve Runs, he he ran a massive one minute and six second PB. Karen Russell last week, she was two seconds off. Well, this week she decided to go 34 seconds under her PB. Wow. It's massive. Um, Amy Harrison, Moti's opponent, originally knocked off 51 seconds in the first first week. She's knocked another 11 seconds off that. So she's now one minute and two seconds under her PB. Right. And I think... The biggest shout out, um, other than for myself, because I'll, I'll quickly go over mine. I ran a PB a whole two seconds, did not think that. I was anywhere near it. Um, so I was completely shocked that I got that time. But anyway, uh, it was outdone by fellow um, Hull Park Run attendee, which was Mr. Michael Slack winning Hull Park Run. Having equaled his PB last week of 17.02, he went and ran this week, 1649. Oh, he's a, he's wow. an animal, isn't he? He's so he's doing so well. He was, and I, I was just quickly to follow on from the actual part run segment itself. I watched him as I was coming around for lap two. He was already round on the other side of the lake. He was just looked like he was cruising, absolutely cruising. And second place was hot on his heels. And for his last kilometre, he ran a three minute kilometre. That was about 20 seconds faster than any of the other kilometres. He just sped up. Yeah, try running off on him, Matt. 
so there you go 11 11 overall pbs this week um that's 27 overall pbs we've had in two weeks already love it and uh, from 25 different individuals because obviously amy and pete marshall have both yes. pb twice now yeah. um and there were a further seven others i'm not going to go through them but seven others who ran within one minute of their pb this weekend but just quickly looking at the list i tell you what there's unless some people are just going to bow out without putting an effort in this weekend is going to be crazy busy with the uh, people going for it because there's a lot of people that aren't within a minute or 90 seconds of their current of their current pb so i'm expecting big stuff this weekend how about you uh, how about you little runner boy rob uh well i was quite pleasantly surprised so i, I was gonna just put in my effort at Poolsbrook this <clears> weekend and i still am but uh, circumstances obviously found us in witness this weekend. And I thought, well, why not get a bit of that pent up frustration and sadness out? And um, and I did. And I went under 22, which I know is still what? That was good. It was good. 90, 90, 100 seconds off my PB. But I'll be honest, I was thinking that I was going to be like three, four minutes over it and, and, and out. But yeah, uh, so first sub 22 since November 2011. So I'm. Wow. Pretty, I, I don't think I'll beat Paulie um, and he'll be a very worthy winner and at least we'll have uh, a core team member definitely in the second round but um, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty pleased with myself Paulie yeah no you did amazing mate you did uh, but Paulie he took full advantage of Zyder didn't he he did he absolutely did uh, yeah. he actually ran quicker than me and he's got about 50 seconds on me in the handicap so yeah hmm. yes <laughs> That's part run, part run cup round one, week two updates. And then obviously it culminates this weekend with week three. So get your efforts in. Anybody that hasn't, if you want to stand a chance of going through um, in terms of the draw, we're away this weekend. We're over in Wrexham, as you know. So mm-hmm. we, it might have to possibly be a midweek draw next week. Cause we'll, we're not- we'll make it work. Yeah, we're not going to be back from Wrexham until late, and I've still got to go through 102 people's yes. results. So. Just, just, just keep your eyes peeled on the socials, guys, and we will uh, we'll update as soon as we've got uh, the uh, the final update. Uh, with that being said, I think conscious of time. Uh, listen to me last week telling you all that you've got to be really strict with time while I'm away. It's me that makes it go up, isn't it? Um, we need to do a roll call, don't we? And it's a bit of a bump one this week, so should we get over and get that done? Let's do all it. Right. Partner, you know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. Well, I'm glad to know you're still awake. Um, would. You did contribute. JP still lurking in the background, Mr. Pickup. Do you fancy joining us for this one? Yeah, absolutely. Go on, then. You go first, then, Captain Carves. Oh, hang on. Let me get it up, then. I'm well not prepared for this. (laughs) That's what she says. Um, Everyone's trying to get off mute. That's what you, we've only got one joke. <laughs> it's already been used today, so there we go. Um, we'll start off with Gazitude, and uh, he got a Grisdale Mara PB building for Lakeland 50 in July. Awesome work. Great job, nice. uh, Matty. You go next. Uh, yeah, the awesome Rob Corns. I actually did a three-run week and placed my part run to pace my part run to a T. Not a PB though. Uh, well done, Rob. Awesome running. Yeah, I was there with him. He absolutely did really well. He was super, super consistent all the way around. Um, Emma? 
Uh, I'm skipping to this one because it made me laugh. Um, Dirt Monkey. Shout out to Busy Birdie for reaching 50 years of age without getting lost or killed. <laughs> she's, uh, she's agreed to do Pendle next next year, so she'll end up getting lost or killed. Yeah, she might she might not be coming back down the other end of that, let's be fair. Um, and uh, go on then, Ben, you do the one that Emma skipped. Uh, Haley Runs here is shouting out Neil, Paul and Lou for their Pendle Way efforts. I'm just going to go throw this out there, guys. I think we're going to see a few of those. Um, Sam is running Park Run PB and a half marathon PB back to back. Pretty uh, impressive, on. Sam. Absolutely amazing. Well done to you. Um, move on. JP? Was, oh, uh, is, that, yeah. is, is, is that the Sam that's your opponent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Park Run PB don't count. Did you, did you do a half marathon PB on the Sunday, man, after your haul? Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah, massive PB. Yeah. 58 minutes, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. Uh, that fighting talk, that, in it, Sam? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Scottish runner is the next one. So, uh, it's a shout out to his wife, Floss, for PB and Park Run. She's been running since December and she smashed it. So, well done, Floss. Yeah, nice one, Floss. Well done to you. Uh, where are we? Matty Owls. Yeah, uh, this one's from uh, Mr. Pendle himself, Paul. I'm sorry, Mr. Pendle, Mr. Rollcall himself. I, I apologise. Uh, massive shout out to the Fartlek family for all their support. Uh, in relation to the uh, the Pendle efforts that they did over the weekend. Do you want to do all of uh, uh, Mr. Roll Call? I or... can do because he's done there's, there's four of them in it. So yeah, yeah. a massive shout out to the Pendle support crew. Uh, fucking amazing. So that's uh, obviously JP, Paul, uh, Archie. Uh, was that that everybody? Oh, and uh, Westy. And Westy. As well. Yeah, Westy. Uh, and then awesome work from JP Junior for his PB. Uh, yeah, awesome running that, Jack. Uh, and oh, a massive... don't, don't 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 you worry, Paul. Uh, if Jack runs a PB, you don't have to shout him out. He guaranteed will have shouted himself out <laughs> later on. <laughs> <in the protocol. laughs> don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, and Paul's also shouting a massive shout out to Joanna for a, a juice break 10k PB. Awesome running, everybody. Well done. Yeah, great job. Emma, back round to you. Uh, one from our Doug, uh, Darren Dunwitness. He's another one shouting out Karen. Shout out to the What the Fart Like V50 Club, gaining our latest member on Tuesday, a very select club. Uh, so, yeah, it's Karen turned 50 this week. Uh, and then Ben, what else has Doug got? Oh, no, it was Neil. They've just got a similar photo, haven't they? What's Neil got to say? A similar colour background. Um, Neil is shouting out Archie, Polly, Westy and John Keith Pickup for the amazing support all day at Pendle. Uh, we summed in him. Look at that. Uh, absolutely. And then I've got Mr. Pete Marshall himself, the the worst sandbagger of all time. Um, mm. And by that, I don't mean like he's a really bad sandbagger. Like, oh, he's terrible for sandbagging. I just mean he's really bad at doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, Paulie and I got our Z alphabet complete for me. Uh, hope you had boys had a wonderful time out in Rotterdam, Amsterdam, wherever it was you ended up. Amsterdam, they were in Amsterdam, weren't they? And they travelled out. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Look at you guys. They were clearly influenced by the parkrun segment from Ben and Emma, weren't they? So, uh, yeah, well done to you two. And then uh, JP. Yeah, Mr. Steve runs. Uh, so he wants to shout out everyone from this community for being superstars and living the best lives. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, awesome. Steve has a brand new podcast, Point 99 podcast. Uh, their first episode in, second episode will be dropping about the same time as this one. Uh, do head over and give them a listen. Uh, good people doing good things. Uh, Matty? Uh, yeah, Jonah Gibson reciprocating the uh, shout out from Paul and shouting out Paul and Neil for their smashing of Pendle uh, with a, a, a praying hand and then boom, orange carrot. 
pray, boom, orange carrot. Uh, Emma? <laughs> uh, it's from our very own John Keith Pickup himself. JP runs free. Uh, a shout out to the lads and Lucy tackling the mild beast that is Pendle. Pass me the sun cream. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not as bad as last year. Oh my <laughs> God. Why? What happened last year? One, you just, just, you just got to get over it. Build a bridge, lads. The Sopranos, it's over. Get a new show. Um, uh, Paul Griffiths is back, Ben. Do you want to give his two? Yeah, so Paul, another couple. Uh, roll Paul time. Uh, shout go. out to Alana and Jordan for smashing pacing duties at Dewsbury. And the biggest shout out to Neil for being his wingman and getting him through Pendle Way in a day. Yeah, well well done, guys. All seriousness, absolutely awesome effort. That is a killer call. You've been amazing. And then there's one more left. I'll be doing it to finish it off. I wonder who it is. Oh, look! It's Jack Penfold running. I just read that and laughed. That's pretty good, Jack. Uh, <laughs> Jack, I love you so much. You... <laughs> You absolutely lacking humility, little sod. Uh, I ran a 10K and cooked a banging sausage casserole. Um, well done for your sausage casserole. Is that a euphemism? I, I hope not. Poor Beth. Um, well done for your sausage casserole, mate. But more importantly, well done for that 10K time. Absolute mind-bending uh, numbers that you're posting. Um, I know there's been some setbacks along the way, pal, but you are an absolute running inspiration and so much more to come from. You're very excited to see how you get on at London this year. Um, big things to come from little Jackie P, isn't the guys? Oh, definitely. What a time. What a race. Um, what a legend. My hero. Kind of. I love you, Jack. All right. All right. All right. Everyone, everyone <laughs> stop. Everyone, everyone stop. Let me, he'll have took his pants off by now. Yeah. Just for balance, he didn't finish Pendle last year, did he? <laughs> Ooh, he did uh, he did finish race to the king though which was yeah, it was sunny it was sunny oh wonderful right, <laughs> i love you jack I, I think we need to get out of here we brought jack that back down to earth with a thud uh right we need some thank yous uh who are we going to first benny give us some thank yous um, okay, yeah, I've, I've skipped this the last few weeks and put people on the spot. So, uh, Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music, um, and then also Dr. David Chong for his uh, for his chat coming on and sharing his story. Um, shout out to the newsletter people. We've got Jamie Denham, Nick Finney, McPauley, and Claire Forsyth. Um, shout out to you, Rob, for for being here and doing everything that you do. Um, shout out to Matt for making a park run for once in a while. Uh, <laughs> two and a half a year. I think you've surpassed that this year. So, two and a half, half a year. Do you, remember, do you remember when he went on his park run streak at the start of the year? And it was two park runs. <laughs> <laughs> He's done three now, so he can have a break now. He only needs to do two next year now. You did um, say he did two. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just remembers something. He did two in a row and was calling it a streak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to you, JP, for piecing this all together and for your support for the guys on Saturday, by the way. 
Uh, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, Saturday. Um, and then shout out to Jack for being Jack and cooking a banging sausage casserole. Um, <laughs> I've got any of it, but anyway, I'm sure it was lovely. Um, shout out to Em for being my parkrun buddy and so much more. But yeah, um, shout out to Sammy, to Joe, um, and everybody else in the in the core team, and shout out to all the Farley family. Amazing. Did, we, did, did, did we cover um, Paulie in the newsletter team? Yes, yes, we did. Sorry, I missed that. Um, very good. Uh, don't want them forgotten about because they work so hard in the background, don't they? Um, where can they find us then, Emma? We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube and Twitter. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music and Google Music. Or you can find where to listen to us on our website, whatthefartlek.com. And you can get in touch via email at whatthefartlekepodcast at gmail.com. That was please. beautiful. Nailed on. Uh, and please do so. Any ideas that you've got for segments you want to see, things you want to see more of in the future, any guests that you think might be uh, good to have a chat to, we're always on the lookout for new people. Uh, uh, drop us an email, get in touch, uh, get in touch with us on the socials. Uh, the website is undergoing a big revamp at the moment, so keep your eyes peeled on that. We're going to have a bloggers corner. Uh, we're inviting members of our Fartlek family to contribute to the um uh, to the website so there'll be loads of good reading material for your train rides your toilet breaks whatever it is you like wh- whatever it is that you spend a lot of time looking at your phone doing um you can now look at our website and read some more articles by some very cool people on there um that'll be up very very soon we'll keep you updated uh mr pickup do you want to just give us another update on the old raffle oh absolutely yeah things are going really well with that so we're over 400 tickets sold um and yeah we announced the runderwear prize that was uh was very generously given and things are going really really well so if you haven't got your tickets already get in touch absolutely and we're looking like we're going to be doing our draw in a, just over a week's time jp keep me honest yeah thereabouts yeah um yeah a couple of weeks yeah couple, couple of weeks time so uh it'll be a saturday night jobby uh, we'll put all the details out on uh, on social media, but we are not just going to be doing a raffle drawer. It's going to be an action-packed Instagram, possibly also Facebook Live. There'll be a certain little guest star, won't there, Matty? Uh, guest star? Yes. Am I allowed on it? Okay, not not a guest, because I guess it's your podcast too. A st- we'll just call you a little star. We call okay. m- maybe a hurry little star who might not be so hurry by the end of it. Oh, there we what? go. What do you mean? Nothing. No, don't. Nothing. You don't need to worry. Just, um, just make sure you you come um, fully dressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make sure that your underpants haven't got skid marks in <laughs> or holes. <laughs> holes or skid marks would be ideal. Not one or the other. Neither. Sorry, I didn't word that very well. Neither. Holes, no skid marks, because Instagram <laughs> might see you in your pants. Oh, what have you got? What have you got planned for me here? Not your concern. Just remember, yeah. it's for Make a Wish. Hello, ladies. <sighs> oh God. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, while Matt, I can just, I can just see him like a little chimpanzee scratching his head, all confused. Like we're not on video, but I can just, I can just imagine him behind the camera now, getting all kerfuffled and flummoxed by it. He's trying You're to figure right. out if he's got any pants that haven't got holes in them. 
<laughs> more worried about the skid marks, if I'm honest. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, do you guys want to know who's on next week? Yes, please. So we're cooking on gas. We're getting to the halfway point. Uh, do you ever notice what John Pickup has in his head all the time? Mm, a lot of hair. Well, an ever-growing amount of hair now. He's 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 got the David Ginola look going, but um, but no, he's he's a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a hatty, isn't he? A bit of a hat fiend. Hmm. Yes, he is. Bit of a hat fiend, and there's a certain brand of hat that you're particularly fond of, isn't there, Mister Pickup? There is. Good old fractal. Good old fractal. Um, very cool hat. Uh, very cool company. Um, and just an awesome brand. So we are going to be chatting to Matt from Fractal next week. Uh, all the way from is he in Australia, JP? I know he he's not, is. Yeah, yeah. he's abroad. So, um, so we're gonna we're tr- still trying to negotiate getting that one done. But if you are a lover of headwear from a running perspective, then this will be a good one. It'll be a good chat anyway. We're going to talk about his running story um, as well as the company itself, and uh, just get you to learn a little bit more about the man behind the hat. Uh, so yeah, next week we're gonna be talking all things fractal. Um, have I covered everything, guys? Are we done? Um. Where can they find you, Rob? Thanks, Ben. Yeah, give me a follow on the old Instagram. I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. How about you, Captain Carves? I'm at JP Runs Free. What about you, Tony Dancer? I'm at Matty Owls, Mr. Sexy Strider. What about you? I am at Sheffield underscore Strider. And to my beautiful other half, where can they find you? I've already told you, Little Runner Boy Rob. Just interrupted her then, Rob. How rude. <laughs> I was making a joke. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I got it, but we keep that private. Sorry. Did they find you? I'm at MJJ85. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're done. Halfway through the series. Thank you very much for your company, guys. Once again, I just want to go on record and say a big thank you to everybody for all the kind words, support and messages being sent, but especially to you guys who are on the call with me today and and, and a couple of other very important faces who um, uh, have been nothing short of amazing in the last couple of days. I, I see you and I appreciate you. And I'm Sammy and I are both very, very grateful to have you in our lives. Uh, very, very important to us. So we love you lots. Thank you. Um, we're going to be back next week. It's going to be exciting. We've got last round of the part room last leg of the first round of the part run cup coming if you're putting an effort in make sure your tag us we'll share 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 all weekend on the socials if you're in wrexham on sunday come and give me ben and emma a shout um apart from that we'll see you next week may your runs continue to be wonderful as always be as excellent as you can to each other be kind or be quiet and we love you very very much matt do something funny um Caca. Oh. Oh. That's all I've got. Oh. <laughs> right. I'm a Bobby girl. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>